Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 5, the book of Luke chapter number 5. Turn there, we're tapped there. I do want to encourage us to bring our Bibles to church. If you don't have one, there should be one in the pew in front of you. Uh, mainly because I don't have anything more to say than what the Bible has already said. Uh, and what our time here is spent doing is just pronouncing what God has already given to us. And so Luke chapter 5, if you remember the central idea of the text or the big idea or the theme of these last two chapters uh, has been the importance of God's word, the importance of God's word. Uh, we saw the priority that Christ placed on the word of God during temptation. Remember Luke chapter 4, his response was, it is written, it is written, it is written three times, three temptations, three victories, the Word of God. And then last week we saw uh, the priority that Christ places on the Word of God, not just in temptation, but also in his teaching. Well, you talk about a Bible-heavy, biblically-based, scripturally-soaked sermon dripping with the Word of God. Boy, Christ's message was that. And they were astounded at his Word. They wondered at his gracious Word. He taught as one having authority, and that authority isn't necessarily how loud he was or how dogmatic he was. His authority was the fact that he is the author of the Word of God. He's the author of the Word of God, and the author of a book can speak into the meaning of that book. He did that last chapter. They were all amazed. They, they were astonished at his doctrine, not his dynamics, but his doctrine. And in the, verse 43, he said, for therefore am I sent. I'm sent to proclaim, to get out the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God. Now look at verse number 1 of chapter 5 as we continue. And it came to pass, verse 1, that as the people pressed upon him, here it is, to hear the Word of God, he stood by the Sea of Galilee, or the Lake of Genesaret, same place. And so they're pressing upon him. Uh, they're drinking in the Word of God. That's what's changing their life. Verse 2. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Peter, one of them. Simon Peter, one of them. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, Simon Peter's, uh, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from land. Uh, and he sat down and taught. Remember last week we talked about the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher that ever lived, the Sermon on the Mount, that mountain of a message. He didn't stand up and preach at them. He sat down and loved on them. He didn't stand up and berate them. He sat down and taught them. Uh, and in uh, the like manner here, same way, sat down, uh, taught, verse 4. And when he left speaking, he said unto Simon Peter, Simon, launch out into the deep. And so he starts out, thrust out a little from the shore, thrust out a little from the shore, and now launch out into the deep. Uh, you're going to see an analogous comparison uh, woven through this entire passage, an object illustration. Uh, the lessons we learn also pictured uh, all along the way, uh, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And, and so we saw the priority that Christ places on the word during temptation. But we need to have that. We're going to face that. And then uh, the priority that he places on the Word of God for his teaching, Bible-heavy, 
Bible heavy. Let the messages here always be. Sunday school lessons always be Bible heavy. But now, not just temptation and not just teaching, but in our daily tasks. Where their daily task was fishing, fishing, fishing. That was their job. That was their career. And understand the context. They're drinking in the holy water of the word. They're basking in the healing water of the word. They're, they're washing their hearts in the water of his word. And the first type, that visual illustration, that analogous comparison, Simon Peter's off to the side and he's washing the nets. Washing the nets. Keep in mind, uh, the way they fished at that time, uh, if they didn't wash and stretch the nets, they would dry and rot. They would become brittle and break. And so here he is. They fished all night, fished all night. They, they toiled all night fishing, uh, casting them, casting them, casting them, retrieving them, casting them. Uh, and now they're, they're washing and stretching them so they don't dry, rot, brittle, break. Uh, and it's not just for what happened last time. It's for the next time they go fishing so those nets don't rip apart. So verse 1, they're washing their hearts in the Word of God. The, the analogy, the illustration, verse 2, uh, they're washing their nets in the water of the Sea of Galilee. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. Uh, taking heed according to thy word. Christ also loved the church, gave himself forth, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, cleanse it by the washing of the water. And so uh, as he's speaking the word of God, they're washing their hearts. Simon Peter's off to the side, just got done fishing. He's washing and stretching, washing uh, and stretching uh, the nets. Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And so here it is. It's woven in. Verse 1. Uh, the water of the word of God is washing their hearts. The water of the Sea of Galilee uh, is washing their nets. Uh, I sure hope that we spend time basking and bathing in the word of God. Uh, I hope this morning, tomorrow morning, your Bible reading. Uh, I, I hope that, that your Sunday school, large groups, small groups, your, your, your time in those uh, interactive groups is spent Drinking in, praying in, spending time bathing in the water of the Word of God. And so verse 1, he, he's teaching the Word, multitudes pressing upon him to hear the Word. Verse 2, that visual aid, that, that object illustration, the nets are being washed. And then verse 3, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the Word of God, taught the Word of God to the people out of the ship. It's interesting to me that, that the Lord didn't need Simon Peter. The Lord didn't even need Simon Peter's boat. He could have walked on water if he chose. Does anybody agree with that? And so uh, he, he pressed upon Simon Peter. He impressed upon Simon Peter to be a, be a part of the ministry, to be a part of the work, uh, so that uh, he could engage Simon Peter with the Word of God. You, you see, uh, he started out, Simon Peter, not hearing any of the Word of God. He was fishing all night, uh, and now he's washing and stretching, and at, at best, casually hearing, casually hearing, but now the Lord pressing upon him, taking his boat, thrusting out a little from land. By the way, I think one of the reasons why it's important to be involved in a ministry is so that we'll be under the sound of the Word of God. And if I show up only when I want, uh, I won't hear the Word of God nearly as much as I need. If I show up only when I want, uh, I won't hear the Word of God nearly as much as I need. Boy, I need to be washing, uh, stretching. Uh, I need to be drinking in, basking, bathing, Word of God. Uh, as you're teaching a Sunday school class or involved in a junior church, where that interaction with the Word of God, that interaction, ministering, uh, interaction with the Word of God. Verse 4. Uh, now when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, 
launch out into the deep, launch out into the deep. Put down number one, if you will. Notice first the deepening in his word, or if you want to use P's, the progressing in his word. The deepening in his word, or the progressing in his word. And so Christ is teaching spiritual truths, and at the same time, giving a visual aid, giving an object illustration, where verse 3, thrust out a little from land, isn't that how most people start in their relationship to the Word of God? A verse here, a, a verse there, in the shallow end, kind of splashing around in the Word of God, but it should not stop there. It should not stop there. Hey, I'm all for the daily bread being a supplement to your Bible reading. Boy, I'm not for it becoming a, ba- a daily crumb. You need more than that. Uh, you need a devotional book, but you need time in the Word of God to drink in, to wash in the Word of God. The deepening and the progressing thrust out a little from land, but we need to launch out into the deep. And so get the story. At first, Simon Peter's not listening at all. Uh, he just got done fishing all night. He's on the, the shore, washing, stretching. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ teaching the Word of God. And so at best, at best, now he's casually listening. Uh, and then uh, he's impressed to get in the boat, to get in the boat, to, to thrust out a little from land. Well, he's starting to engage in the Word of God. Uh, and now the Lord says, hey, we need to be growing and deepening, launch out into the deep. Put down number two. Number one, notice the deepening in the Word of God developing a deeper relationship, uh, learning, not just a verse here, a verse there, chapters and meditating and memorizing. And so the progressing in the Word of God. Number two, the desire for His Word. Not just the deepening in His Word, but the desire for His Word. Uh, Not just the progressing in His Word, but the passion for His Word. Now, uh, remember verse one, uh, they're washing their hearts in the Word of God. Peter's washing his nets in the water of the Sea of Galilee. Verse 3, the, the, the word is producing in their life. And now, verse 4, the nets are producing, the nets are producing a great catch of fish. Look at verse 4. Now when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Verse 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Master, we have toiled all night and taken nothing, understand, uh, this is where Simon Peter starts to follow the Lord. Up until now, he has not engaged. Uh, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. That's happening now. Uh, up until this point, he wasn't following the Lord. In fact, uh, when, when uh, uh, Simon Peter said, uh, Master, we have toiled all night and taken nothing, uh, it's almost rabbi or teacher. There's a little sarcasm there. Uh, Rabbi, uh, you do what you do, we'll do what we do. We're fishermen, we know how to fish. Uh, We're trained in it, Uh, we grew up doing it, Uh, we've been taught it, Uh, we've toiled all night with it, Uh, we've teamed together, we have toiled all night. Uh, And and so, uh, Rabbi, Master, uh, sarcastically, it's almost like a a college professor taking their car into into the shop. Uh, to get their car worked on, and as the mechanic is under the hood fixing everything, uh, that college professor is leaning over his shoulder trying to tell him how to do his job almost, almost that. Uh, And basically the mechanic's saying, hey, professor, professor, hey, you go teach in your class, uh, I'll fix your car. You do you, I'll do me. It's got that kind of a tone. And so here, Simon Peter, uh, master, master, uh, rabbi, you're teaching, go ahead and teach. Uh, uh, We've toiled all night, taken nothing. Uh, We who are trained... We who have toiled, uh, we who have teamed together. Uh, and by the way, don't mix, miss the contrast. 
Uh, we've toiled all night, all night. Nighttime was the prime time, the best time for fishing in that day in that area. Uh, and now it's morning time. It, it's a dry time. It, it's the worst time. And, and so here, Simon Peter on his own, nighttime, uh, best time, prime time. We've toiled all night and taken nothing, and now, professor, now, rabbi, you're trying to tell us how to fish in the worst time, in the daytime, during that dry time. By the way, also don't miss the fact that as the Lord Jesus Christ is telling him, let down your nets, let down your nets, thrust out into the deep and let down your nets, Boy, Simon Peter, it would have been a head-scratcher some of the advice he gave. Uh, the Lord said, let down your net. If you've ever fished, typically you don't let down your hook right by the boat, typically. Typically you cast uh, your lure out or cast your net. And you say, well, pastor, that's just semantics. No, in John 21, uh, he said, cast your nets uh, on the right side of the boat. Here, he just said, let down your net. Boy, Simon Peter would have said, no, wait a second. Makes no sense at all. You have no idea uh, how to fish. But he did create fish. Uh, he does control every fish. In fact, Matthew 17, remember when uh, they came to Simon Peter again and they said, uh, does your master pay tribute or no? And of course, Simon Peter, who didn't know what to say, said, oh, of course he does. Uh, when he got off to the side, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, instructed him on why the children of the king don't pay tax to the king. It was a temple tax. And he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, take your line and a hook, uh, and the first fish you catch, take money out of his mouth. Uh, again, Simon Peter would have said, hey, I fished all my life. This makes no sense at all. I, I fished all my life. Uh, let down your net. Uh, you talk about the line. You talk about the hook. There's no place in Matthew 17 where he talks about the bait. And so uh, a bear hook, just throw it out. The first fish that I, that I catch, take money out of his mouth. And so again, uh, at nighttime, best time, Prime time, we who know how to fish, we grew up fishing. That's, that's what we do. That's what we know. Hey, we're, we're experts at it. Uh, and, 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 and just let down your net, uh, cast a hook. Do you really think, Master Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, hey, we've toiled all night and take. Anybody seeing the contrast there? And so, on the one hand, uh, Peter was all about. Uh, the, the circumstances and, and the situation and, and all, all, all of the expertise that they have. But the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't present here. The word of God wasn't being moved upon here. Uh, and here in a worse time, uh, a dry time, uh, the daytime, but they have the presence of Christ here. They're moving on the word of the Lord here. Look at verse 5. And Simon answering said, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, he's starting to get it. Nevertheless, he's starting to see it. Boy, I've tried in my energy. I've tried in my talent. I've tried in my ability. Well, I wonder how many times we've hit a wall like Simon Peter hit a wall fishing. Boy, I should know. I should be trained. I, I already have this. I, I should be able to do this. But he hit a wall with regards to fishing. I wonder how many of us have hit a wall with regards to our home, our marriage, our finances, our Christ-like character of forgiving and loving and blessing. 
Oh, yes, we've toiled all night, and oh, yes, we should know what's, what's best, and oh, yeah, we got this, but without the Lord Jesus Christ and not moving on his word, I don't care what circumstances you have. It's not about improving those. It's about having the presence of Christ on your boat and moving, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He's realizing it's not his reasoning, it's the word of God. It's not his resources, it's the Word of God. It's not his talent, his training, it's the Word of God. It's not his team that he's assembled, it's the Word of God. He's growing in the Word, he's deepening, he's, he's desiring, grasping, passionate about. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. And I found that the more I read God's Word, the more I want to read God's Word. I found the more time I spend in the Word of God, the more time I want the Word of God to spend in me. Well, I don't care what the circumstances are, and I don't care if it's the best time, prime time. Christ said, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, it doesn't matter the talent, the ability, the resource. It doesn't matter the location. It not, does not matter, but... It doesn't matter how hard the circumstances are with the Lord Jesus Christ in your boat and moving upon, moving in the Word of God. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it's not my busyness, it's the Word. Nevertheless, it's not my rightness, it's the Word. Nevertheless, it's not my industriousness, it's the Word. Well, I hope you're sinking your roots into the Word of God. I hope you're letting the Word of God sink its roots into your heart. Well, I hope you're sensing it's not just about thrust out a little from land and hey, here's a tidbit of the word. And if you're only feasting on the word Sunday mornings, then that's the only time you have one meal a week. You're going to starve to death. We need to be launching out into the deep. During temptations, it's the word of God. For our teaching, it's the word of God. And for our daily tasks, at thy word, I'll order my relationships. At thy word, I'll direct my destination at thy word i'll make sure i govern my life nevertheless at thy word put down point number three number one we have the deepening in his word or the progressing number two the desire for his word or 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 the passion and now number three the demonstration of his word or the product from his word and so over here over here they fished for 12 hours teaming together talented men at the prime time, the right time, the best time, uh, doing all they could to, to, to produce fish, nothing, nothing, didn't catch anything. Uh, but this time, uh, this time, they have the Lord Jesus Christ in their boat, uh, and they're following the word of God. Nevertheless, at thy word, at thy word, uh, I will let down the net. Now, don't miss that contrast again. Nighttime, best time, prime time, but without Christ, nothing. Uh, over here, daytime, worst time, dry time, but with Christ. Where there's way too many people over here thinking, well, if I could just get in a different boat, then I could have success. If I could just have more people helping, then I could have success. If I was just somewhere else or with someone else or had something else, then I could have success. And the Lord Jesus Christ here is proving, no, that doesn't really matter. It's all about, are we moving in the presence of God, the presence of Christ? Boy, are we spending time drinking in, feasting on, praying in the Word of God?
Boy, that contrast, that contrast. Boy, from here to here, but what a difference the word of God makes. Look at it in verse number six. And when they had this done, presence of Christ in the boat, the word of God, they're moving on, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. A great multitude of fishes and their net break. Uh, by the way, this is back referencing when they were washing and stretching. Washing and stretching, it, it doesn't mean that it, it ripped apart. It began to break. It, it began to stretch. You see, if they weren't washing and stretching, it would have been drying and rotting, uh, brittling and breaking. By the way, uh, God's goal for us is to be stretched. Uh, tribulation worketh patience. Uh, in my distress thou hast enlarged me. And the difference between someone that snaps, someone that breaks, someone that walks away, someone that quits on God, and someone that allows God to use all of those things to build them is are you drinking in the Word of God? Are you letting the Word of God wash over your heart and letting the Word of God sink into your heart and, and spending time deepening and spending time desiring the Word of God? Hey, it's like the potter and the clay. He continues to pour in water, water. And if not, it dries. If not, it brittles, that, that clay. If not, it, it breaks. And it's all about drinking in. Look at the, look at the, 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 the result. And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship. And they should come, beckoned to them and the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came, look at it, and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. They never have had a haul like they did on this day. They never did catch as many fish as they did on this day. And over here, casting and casting and casting and casting all night long, casting and casting best time, prime time, casting and working and laboring and toiling, casting and casting the knowledge, the talent, the training they have, casting, taking nothing. Over here with the presence of Christ, moving on the word of God, one cast, <laughs> one cast, and it was so filled full with fish, the net was stretching. They called their friends in, their net, so filled with fish, both, both ships were sinking. I can't even imagine how much success they had. By the way, Simon Peter, I love it. Uh, Simon Peter was the one that had the presence of Christ there in his boat, uh, moving on the word of God there in his boat, but the blessings of God overflowed to the other ships that were around him. Uh, it's almost like Abraham walked with God, blessed. Lot walked with a man who walked with God. Lot was blessed until they parted, and then Lot's life was devastated. It's a lot like Joseph. Joseph was a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a, a branch, a branch that bore fruit, uh, even a fruitful bough by a well, a well of water. Uh, he that believeth on me, uh, out of his belly shall flow rivers, torrents of living water, uh, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. Uh, you see, when God blesses you, it's not so you can be blessed so that you can be a blessing to others. Uh, Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to other people. And so here, Peter, presence of Christ, word of God, he's so blessed that his overflow, that overflow was a blessing to so many others. The demonstration or, or the product from the word of God, put down number one, uh, what the word does for us is prosperity. What the word does for us is prosperity. You've seen the picture all night long, 
prime time, best time, uh, in the best place, best location, best circumstances, uh, the training and the talent, nothing. Uh, but then over here with the presence of Christ, uh, moving on the word of God, a great multitude of fish, one cast, uh, so that their net break, one cast. So much success, not only did their ship begin to sink, but the other, their partnership began to sink. Also, listen, ministry without the word is busyness without blessing. Rules without the word is a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Preaching without the word is hollow words without holy power, but with the word of God. What a difference the word of God makes. What the Word of God does in us is prosperity. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperity, prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosperity, shall prosperity, shall prosper. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Hey, listen, what the Word of God does, does for us, what the Word of God does for us uh, is prosperity. Prosperity. Well, I kind of wonder if the crowds on the shore, uh, kind of like he emphasized it last chapter, the power of the Word of God when that demonic was healed, not by touching uh, that demonic was healed by, 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 not by clay, not by clay or a, a process. Uh, it was simply him saying, him saying, it's the word of God. And now, boy, as he's teaching them on a shore, they, they see off to the side, Simon Peter washing his nets like their hearts are being washed with the word of God. Washing their nets like their hearts are being washed with the word of God. Uh, they're deepening uh, in the same way, thrust out a little from shore, launch out into the deep. Uh, and now as he's moving on the word of God, incredible prosperity. Put down number two. What the Word does for us is prosperity. What the Word does in us is humility. What the Word does in us is humility. Well, Simon Peter would walk away saying, huh, I guess it's not my experience. I, I guess it's not my talent. I guess it's not my training. I guess it's not the circumstances, the, the best time, nighttime, prime time. I guess it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. I guess it's not being a little harder worker than someone else, though we should be. It's about the Word of God, the Word of God in the presence of Christ. Look at how he responds. Look at verse number 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. And look at the phrase, O Lord. O Lord. Different word than master. And so at the beginning of this, uh, it was almost professor, professor, you go teach your class, I'm the mechanic, uh, uh, rabbi, master, uh, you teach, you do what you do, uh, I'm the fisherman. But now it's, it's, well, it's not about me, it's about my Lord, my God, my King. He's in control of everything, he's created it all, uh, and it's mine to submit to his word, follow his word, uh, whether it makes sense or not, I, I want his presence and I want to move in his word. He began to see that 
It's not the training he had, not the talent he had, not the team that he built. Nevertheless, at thy word. Put down number three. Uh, we talked about deepening and then the desire and then the development. The, the progressing and then the passion and now the product. The product, uh, when you spend time reading the word of God, you spend time meditating on the word of God, you spend time hearing, teaching uh, about the word of God, you spend time uh, in a church based on the word of God, you say, Pastor, why do we spend so much time? Next chapter, next passage, second time through the Bible, and then the third time through the Bible, and then the fourth time. Hey, why do we make such a big deal about that? Because what the Word of God does for us is prosperity. What the Word of God does in us is humility. It's to God be the glory. Great things He hath done. It's the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is His church, and His church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The Bible is our final authority for all things that pertain unto faith and practice. Boy, the Bible is the centerpiece of everything that we do. The word for us, prosperity. The word in us, humility. Number three, what the word does through us is ministry. What the word does through us is ministry. And again, I don't have anything more to say than what the Bible has already said. Boy, mine is to simply pour it out, to get it out, to give it out. Uh, look at the last phrase in verse number 10. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not from henceforth, thou shalt catch men. And of course they forsook all and followed him, but from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Now, don't, don't misread into this saying, Boy, you used to catch fish, now you're going to catch men. You used to catch fish, now you're going to catch men. Henceforth, henceforth, in the same manner... Just like you caught that fish, those multitudes of fish, just like you had success here, presence of Christ, word of God, presence of Christ, word of God, in that same way, henceforth, in that same manner, you'll catch fish. I don't want to have a talent ministry. Uh, America's got talent. Rosedale has talent. But I don't want to just be a trained ministry or a teeming ministry. Hey, I want a ministry that's so saturated with the word of God, Christ is exalted and elevated above all that when people walk away, boy, it's not about, wow, that was talent. Wow, that was training. Wow, did you see how they organized? Did you see how that was done? When people walk away, I want, I want them to say, to God be the glory. Praise the Lord. It, it may not be prime time, best time, night time, the best of circumstances, the, the best prime. Uh, surround. It, it may not be that, but, but the presence of Christ the Word of God makes all the difference in the world. Does anyone think that Simon Peter was changed by this event? Does anybody believe that? You, you remember John chapter 6 when John chapter 6 says that Christ said, Will ye also go away? I remember what Simon Peter said? To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words, the words of eternal life. It was Peter that said, uh, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Uh, it's Peter that said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Uh, it's Peter that said, feed the flock of God with the word. Peter that said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Boy, after this event, not only did Simon Peter say, well, this seems like it'll be a little circumstances and all the, uh, all the details. And I, well, I got my, here's where I want to be. So Simon Peter said, it's not about that. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ having his presence and moving on the word of God for ministry, for family, 
financially, your personality, relationally, by making sure that, that Christ is present and the word of God is heard. Christ is present and the word of God is heard. By the way, looking at the success of what happened here, you realize that Peter didn't fully follow the Lord here. He partially followed the Lord here. An incredible success, incredible blessing, multitudes of fish when he partially followed the Lord. I can't imagine what it would have been like if he fully followed. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Right up here. Remember in verse number four, uh, uh, the Lord said, um, launch out in the deep and let down your nets, plural. Let down your nets, plural. Let down your nets, plural. Simon Peter said, Master, we've toiled all night, taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Singular. The blessings of God that he experienced in that partial, that, that incomplete following, boy, God wants us to so much relate, have that personal relationship, and be hearing the word of God and responding to the word of God that he poured out an incredible blessing well, I kind of wonder how much bigger of a blessing he would have received if he fully followed and said, nevertheless, at thy word, every net we have in the boat, we're throwing out. Uh, I mean, every line, we're tossing it in the water. Hey, we believe by faith that what you say is going to come to pass, we're going to fully follow. But, but I'm sure glad that when our faith falters and that we take that small step of faith on, we toiled all night, best time, prime time, nothing. And Lord, I don't, master, professor, you know, I don't, I don't get all that you're saying, but nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to go ahead and the best I can with the faith I have, well, I'm going to follow the word that you gave. I think there's two actionable items this morning. Number one, if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, well, you have a boat, no matter how successful, a boat, no matter how trained, how talented, you have a boat without the presence of Christ. If you've never come to that point where by faith you received him, by faith you put your, your trust in him, boy, that's your actionable item is trust Christ as your Savior today. And then once we have Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, once we have Christ in us, having that stronger, deeper, uh, that, 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 uh, uh, more uh, regular relationship with the Word of God. If you just read a verse, boy, tomorrow morning, spend time reading a chapter, just spending time thinking about it, meditating on it. Uh, if you've never memorized a verse of Scripture, uh, write it down on a 3 by 5 card or print it out on your computer and take it with you and just every once in a while throughout the day, uh, spend time thinking about it and, and, and meditating on it and, uh, and memorizing it and watch the difference that it's not about moving to a new town, new church, new place, and circumstances, and uh, if I was just there, or if I just had that, or if I was just with them. No, no, not about that. It's all about the presence of Christ and deepening your relationship with the Word of God. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter. 
verse by verse.